Hello and welcome to Radio 690 ADV. Thank you for stopping in. Today we're going to talk about dual sport motorcycles. Are you a new rider? Uh, just looking for a motorcycle, uh, maybe a street rider coming over, you know, what's the best dual sport to get out there, uh, to get into the sport because it's growing like mad and it's getting very, very popular here in the United States. Uh, it's been popular overseas for quite some time and it's really catching on here. And the reason that I know this is that I've been doing it for quite some time and I'm seeing all these great new dual sports that are coming out, but just because they're new dual sports, are those really the right bike to get? Well, we're going to talk about it next on the Radio 690 ADV. Hello and welcome. Hey, what's going on? Joe here. I'm your host, Radio 690 EV. Thanks for stopping in. If this is your first time finding us, hey, we welcome you. Thanks so much. This is all basically motorcycles, dual sport, anything that has to do with uh, the dual purpose motorcycle or adventure motorcycle. Uh, that's what we talk about. That's what we make videos on. And that's the stuff that we deal with. Uh, don't forget, hit subscribe, be part of our uh, podcast. Don't be uh, fooled by other people. Uh, remember, we're the real 690 ADV. Um, also, don't forget, we have a YouTube channel. So I don't know if you're listening to this on our podcast syndication or if you are listening to us on YouTube, which you can pick us up on that as well. Yes, so you can get us on all the platforms, uh, basically iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, YouTube, you pick it, it's all there. We have quite a few episodes that are kind of uh, interesting. Remember, if you have any uh, stuff that you want to share with me, or if you need some information, don't forget 69080 v at gmail.com. You can hit me up anytime, and I will do my best to get in there and answer all your questions or do the best I can to answer all your questions. I am not the wizard in the Wizard of Oz. I don't know everything, but with the help of other people, I can usually get you what you're looking for, but I do know a lot of stuff, and uh, I have a lot of stuff, and I've been around long enough to understand that uh, only believe half the things that you hear from all these writers that are out there. Everybody's an expert uh, for the most part. Uh, and the guys that don't talk about their writing and don't talk about all their stuff and and don't tell you, uh, uh, you, you need this or you're a dummy, uh, you better get this or you're a dummy. Those are the guys you want to avoid uh, only because... Um, they're biased to what they, they buy and whatever it is. They don't have an open mind on certain things and more than likely, uh, great writers and, and very knowledgeable writers. They don't talk a lot. <laughs> they don't sit there and pump themselves up. They don't talk a whole lot. They're very humble in what they do. And that's how you can always tell a great writer, uh, from that. They just, they, the, the proof's in the pudding, just watch them ride and you will know. I learned that a long time ago. I don't talk about myself. I don't put myself on a pedestal. I know that I can ride. I know the things that I can do, and and I'm not the greatest, but I'm definitely not the worst. And at the end of the day, I don't really care what other people think. But anyway, um, yeah, the dual sport motorcycles. It's just it's growing like mad in America. It's really really starting to catch on, and and it's kind of uh, it's it's great and it's sad all in one all in one bundle because. 
in Europe, they get all the great bikes. They just do overseas. They get all the great bikes. Um, only because, um, I guess because most of them are manufactured over there. Uh, but I guess it's all about sales and they can't sell enough here in the United States to justify sending over all of the adventure or dual sport bikes. So with that being said, um, just probably in the last, from when I've been dual sporting, um, coming up on, uh, you know, about 11 years into the dual sport world. Now I've ridden motorcycles, um, kind of off and on for a while, you know, I got out of it for a long time just because, you know, from the time that when I was younger to the time that I started riding again, that doesn't mean that I rode motorcycles in that time. So I don't sit there and say I've been riding for 50 years, uh, like most people do. Uh, so a lot of people, just because they rode a bike when they were, uh, you know, 12 years old, uh, they count from 12 until, till today. And that's, that's how long they've been riding. So it, that just cracks me up getting off topic. Sorry. Anyway. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really starting to catch on here in the States. And the reason I know that is I'm looking at all of these motorcycles, uh, in the dual sport realm or the adventure realm that are coming to us. You know, the 390 Adventure, we weren't even supposed to get that. I don't know if you know that by KTM. That was actually supposed to be basically overseas only. That was going to be uh, in India, and it was not even scheduled to come here. We're going to get it now. And there's others that are coming too, like the Norden series from Husky and you know, it's just, and it's just all these different bikes are, are kicking up all over the place. And it's really cool. It's really cool. It's a great time to be a dual sport rider or adventure rider because of all the neat things that are coming. So maybe you're new or maybe you're just getting into this. And like I said, we got a lot of great guys that will, will chime in and, and put comments and don't forget we have 300 videos on our YouTube channel. So there's probably a topic or something um, along the lines in the dual sport world that maybe it'll touch on something that you're looking for. And if not, don't forget, just email me 69080 at gmail.com and I'll answer a lot. I get lots of emails all the time from writers, new writers asking questions. What did I do to my bike or what bike would I recommend? Or, Hey, this is how much money I have. What do you think I should get? I was thinking about this bike or that bike. Man, just trust me. Just don't hesitate. It's no big deal. Just think of me as is your buddy that lives across the street because that's really the way the 690 ADV is supposed to be. Uh, we're all in this together, and that's kind of the way I want to do it. I'm just trying to build a community of you know just riders that are not you know uh, ugly and full of themselves and happy. Um, like to get out and do things like to share information and like to have a really, really good time because that's really what it's all about, man. You're on this planet for a very, very short time. So don't forget you can hit me up anytime. And I mean, anytime, and I'll do my best to get that info out to you as quick as I possibly can. Got to get some coffee. Sorry about that. Anyway, um, <laughs> again, I apologize. I know I haven't had a podcast. I've had some personal things going on and it's family related and it's really my personal information. So I apologize for not putting a podcast out. I know I've been getting my videos out, but I try to put out the things that I can put out without interfering with my uh, personal life and <laughs> this because this is really secondary to all that. So I do apologize. Get that out of the way. Um, but yeah, the dual sport and adventure bike. So 
you know, if you're thinking about getting into it and you want to buy a dual sport bike, maybe you're a, uh, you know, a 17 or an 18 year old, uh, guy or a, or a girl. And you're thinking about, Hey, you know what? I've been listening to this. It may not even be my channel. Maybe you just stumbled across it and you're thinking, maybe, uh, you know, you want to get a bike. Uh, but you're not sure what to get. It looks fun. It looks amazing. It looks like all these things. I want to go do these things. And I get it all the time. And I'm like, you know what you can do? All of it. <laughs> you can do all of it. 100%. It's all in your mind on what you can and cannot do. But there are restrictions. So I do understand that with your, you know, depending on what age you are and what maybe financial situation you're in and stuff like that. You see videos all the time telling you what's the best dual sport bike. What do you get? You know, it doesn't matter. Just, just if you can't get this bike, then just wait until you have enough money to go get this bike. Well, I'm going to sum it up real, real fast and make it real easy for you. And I don't care who's out there and who wants to comment and who wants to, to sit there and put their two cents in at the end of the day. And I say that quite often at the end of the day, it really always boils down to what can you afford and what will make you happy if you go and spend that money that you have hard earned on that motorcycle? Would it suffice you for what you want to do? That's what it boils down to. People start talking about, you know, how tall are you and, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, what kind of shoe do you wear and, and, and how tall is your crotch and inseam and all these different things. Really at the end of the day, if you want to ride, you're going to find a way to make it happen. That's it. At the end of the day, you're going to figure out how to make it happen because it's not about when you're standing in one spot and it's not about whatever. It's about pulling that throttle and having that wind blow in your face while you're riding that motorcycle. That's really what it boils down to. What makes dual sporting so awesome is that you can do what all the street guys do ride around town, go to the store, go get a coffee, go get a burger, whatever you want to do. But at the end of the day, when you're riding to that place you're going to and you see that dirt road, you can take it. That's, that's, that's what separates it. And that's what makes it so amazing is you can actually ride down a dirt road and go check out and explore and check those things out. So what's the best dual sport motorcycle without getting too far off a topic? It's really what you can afford. And if you shop around, you may find the bike that you really, really want new that you can pick up used and get it for 30, 40. Heck I've seen them as much as is 70% off. If you're willing to put the time in. So, you know, best dual sport motorcycle, I've got a, a handful, I think, that are perfect for everybody, and I'm sure we can get some people to chime in in the comment section uh, of the the video side of this, because this gets syndicated over to YouTube on their thoughts on motorcycles, of what they think is great for new riders or guys looking for a secondary bike and stuff like that. I have two dual sport bikes in my garage. Um, I would like more, but I also have dirt bikes too. So <laughs> I'm kind of out of room. So um, without, you know, running a storage facility, but what is going to work for you? I think the biggest thing is, is finding out, do you have any motorcycle skills at all? And if you have motorcycle skills, then that opens up a huge, huge realm 
of dual sport motorcycles that you can pick and choose from. Um, If you don't have any skills, I got an email just the other day from a guy that was really, really super cool. And he just basically says, hey, Joe, I don't really have any skills whatsoever. I've never ridden a bike, but I've I've been following your channel. I watch lots of your stuff, man. He goes, I just, I got to get some of that. He goes, what can I do? Well, I emailed him back and I just told him, I said, look, I said, well, the first thing is, is you basically told me you don't have any skills. So that basically narrows that down to a couple of options. You can either go and a take the uh, motorcycle safety course where they will basically give you some of the basics of how to ride a motorcycle. And then you take it through all the training and that's what you have to do before you can actually get your motorcycle license here in Texas. It's not like that in every state. There are training facilities that you can go and uh, learn how to ride a motorcycle. You actually pay for it. It's not free, but at least it puts you on the right path if you're wanting to do it. He didn't really specify budget. Three, do you know of anybody? And if you know of anybody's that are out there, see if they have a little dirt bike or a mini bike or something that you could just get on and just learn how to get the bike upright. And I hear the saying all the time, I can ride a bicycle so I can ride a motorcycle. Yes. No, (laughs) it gives you the same basically centrifugal force of a motorcycle when basically in motion, but there are other aspects that you have to keep in mind when you're riding clutch, throttle, brakes, all those things, terrain, what you're doing. It's not the the exact same on a bicycle. Similar, not the same. But anyway, so that's what I told him. And that is something to put him on the path. And then after that, I was just like, you know, once you get that training in or a little bit, then you can look at motorcycles and then we can go from there. Another situation, another gentleman, Hey, I, I haven't been, I've mainly ridden street. Um, not a ton, um, never really ridden off road, but I really like your KTM 690 probably out of my league. I probably should not get one of those because of based on what it is and the power and all that stuff. I was like, well, why would you say that? Here's the deal. People, most people don't realize that the KTM 690 Enduro R has a mapping switch under the seat. There is an actual map that actually maps it down to right at about 400 cc's. It doesn't have all the big high-end crazy torque. It doesn't make the bike all jittery and in in like it is in normal mode. And you could actually learn with that. You really could learn with that if you wanted to. But I told him, I said, respect it or it will put you in the hospital. Even on the lowest mode, I said, you know, basically get out learn, feel, test the bike. You're going to want to pull that throttle back. You got to understand the 690 has almost 70 horsepower and 308 pounds with no fuel in it. It's very, very strong. It's a super powerful bike. Just, you know, dial it down, practice, dial it back up. Of course you can do it. Just remember, be smart, be smart about it. So dual sporting, what's the best bike to get? Man, you know what? That that goes down. That goes down too many roads. And I don't want to be that guy that says, you know what? You need to go get this bike because you're this height, or you need to go get this bike because um, it fits your style, or you need to go get. Here's the deal. It's not my place to tell you what bike is right for you. 
I think any bike is right for you, but I think the best bike for, uh, anybody out there is what you can afford and what will do what you want it to do. That's really what it boils down to. What can you afford? What do you want to do on it? What is it that you want to do on that motorcycle? And once you can establish that, then you can put a budget together. And then once you got your budget, then you can go out and go get a bike. Best starter dual sports. My opinion, nobody else's opinion. Understand opinion for all the dips that are out there that sit there and say, oh, you showed this best bike. Opinion. Know what that means. Opinion. Here are five great, proven, fantastic, amazing, fun, awesome, inexpensive, and you can travel on them. Yes, you can travel on them. I don't care what anyone says. You can travel on them. But they're great for commuting. If you're going to college or if you're just zipping around town, they're perfect. They're fun in the twisties. They've got just enough power to do what you need it to do. And they are a perfect secondary bike to just have in your garage if you already have a main adventure bike or dual sport bike. And not only that, you can travel on them. No random order. I'm not going to say number one, number two, number three, number four, because then people categorize them as, as, oh, well, he says that's the number one. I don't really have a number one. I'll just start ticking off bikes. The KLX. Now, there's going to be two of these because the new one that just came, it just, it's, <laughs> I got to go. I, I I need a test ride one, but the KLX 250S, great bike. Not too much power. It's perfect for guy, girl, um, new rider, intermediate rider. Looks cool. Pretty neat Ojito. I mean, you can get out. I mean, and, and it'll, it'll do what you want it to do. Are you going to be wheeling on it? Eh, probably not. It doesn't have that much power. Um, you can. It can be done, but you're going to have to rev it up pretty good and pop the clutch to get it up. But, um, but also the KLX 230 uh, that they just came out with. Either one of those bikes, and they are inexpensive. Just about anybody can afford one of those brand new, especially that new 230. Uh, looks cool, total dirt bike, classic Kawasaki, got the sweet looking green, but the KLX comes in multi, you can get that digital camo, I got a buddy here in Dallas that has one, um, Charles, and his is cool looking, man, I mean, it, it, it's legit looking, I mean, it is, it looks really, really cool. You can pick them up new, you can pick them up used, um, just do your research. You can buy tons of aftermarket accessories for them and they're fantastic bikes, proven bulletproof. They will do everything you want them to do and you can travel on. I have one. My buddy's son has the opposite of what mine is, depending on what you want to do. The CRF 250L and the CRF 250L rally. There's a difference. The reason there is a difference is because that's why there's two of them. The CRF 250L is a more dirt bike. If you want that dirt bike look, um, you want to feel like you're more, you know, uh, dirt oriented, uh, not so streety looking, the L is probably going to be perfect for you. They're not too expensive. 
you can pick them up for a great, great price. I got mine for, I think, like $2,100, $2,200, and it had all sorts of aftermarket parts that I would have already put on there. They were already on there. That's the beauty part. And then the Rally. Rally's got the bigger windscreen. It's got a little bit higher setup. Uh, they're the same engine. Don't let anybody tell you any different. They're mapped the same. They're the same engine. The difference is, is the Rally is more street-oriented. And it will still do off-road just fine. But it's really built more street than it is dirt. And then the L is more dirt and then into street. So, great bikes. They both will do everything you want them to do. You can travel on it. You can commute on it. You can just you can run the twisties with them. You can lean them down. They've got good fun power. Um, they're not super heavy. But you can pick them up pretty cheap. Decent, decent bikes. And these are all not too powerful motorcycles that are just going to get out of control too fast and that you can't, you know, handle, you know, if you pull the throttle, it just gets out of control. These bikes are not going to do that. Yamaha, two of them. TW200, really cool. I call it the fat wheel. And then you've got the uh, XT250 from Yamaha. Both totally proven bikes. And I get people that sit there and say, man, the TW200, you can't travel on that. Well, I don't want to ruin your day. Guys travel the world on those bikes. <laughs> they pack them down and they ride the world on them. Same thing on the XT250. Fun bike. I've got a video on the XT250 if you want to check it out on the channel on youtube great fun peppy bike super ridiculous turning radius little peppy engine uh it's air cooled it's just a fun bike and anybody can touch the ground on that thing a smurf could touch the ground on that one it's just it's it's just set up perfect and you can pick them up inexpensively you can travel on them you can commute all the things that i've said they're really really awesome and fantastic Suzuki, they don't really have a lot that's out there. Now I'm talking, these are kind of new rider type, like secondary, but the DR200, that bike doesn't get a whole lot of love. It really looks cool. It doesn't have a ton of power. They're probably not going to get up to 70 miles an hour on the highway, but if you're only getting it to commute and just hit some local trails and do some local traveling, it's perfect. They're cheap. You can get those things brand new. I want to say they're like 3000 something bucks. And they look cool. They're pretty neato, Gito. And they are, uh, they'd be a great secondary bike to put into your garage and have those as a, a fun little get around, uh, dual sport bike to just, uh, hit the trails and stuff like that. But, you know, those bikes right there are really great ones you can travel on. Now, if you want to bump up just a little bit, just a little bit, the WR250R from Yamaha great bike it's probably the most all the all the way around dual sport in the 250 class in the dual sport for like a new rider type stuff it's it's got definitely more power than all the other ones um it's built around the YZ platform uh, it doesn't have the YZ power because it's street legal 
tons of aftermarket parts along with all the other bikes you can get all sorts of aftermarket parts you can outfit these things to get out panniers all that stuff you can travel on them but the wr250r i almost bought one before i bought my ktm um it doesn't make it less of a bike because i didn't buy it the ktm just had more power um and it just was more for what i needed uh, the highway, uh, the dirt, and all that type of stuff. You'll hear guys all the time, all WR, kick it, KTM, all for, eh, whatever. Uh, it's not going to happen. But anyway, the WR250R, getting back on track, is just a fabulous bike. You know, uh, tons of aftermarket parts. It's fun. It's got plenty of power. It looks really, really cool. It kind of looks like a WR250F, which uh, I used to own. I sold mine and I regret it to this day. Uh, yeah, it's it, it fits the bill. Uh, all of them get great fuel mileage, 50 plus miles per gallon, and uh, they're super fun. They've got good clearance. So you can take them off-road, commuting, all that stuff, and you can all pick them up at a decent, decent price. Uh, they're not going to break the bank. And then there's one more. If you want to jump up, it's got more power than every single one of them. And for a reason, because uh, of what it is, uh, my buddy Tom has one. And it's just such a great bike. Uh, and uh, Rod has one, another buddy that works at Kawasaki here in Texas, the DRZ400. Um, man, they're such great bikes. And if you, they're, they're I'm not going to say you're just going to just go research and find one instantly. Guys that buy them don't normally let them go. Uh, they hang on to them for quite some time for a reason. You've probably seen ever ride the black widow. Uh, he modified that 400 for years, put all sorts of cool things on it, made his own custom stuff for it. Really, really cool. But, but it's, it's not so much what it, what the, <laughs> the bike um, the look of it, it's what it is. It's super ridiculous bulletproof. They haven't really changed it, uh, very much since the day that they, they, they manufactured it. And, uh, it's just all around a fantastic bike and you can pick them up for a decent price, not a great price, but a decent price if you shop around. But the DRZ 400 is definitely in that new rider range or a secondary bike. And there's other ones I'm sure I miss, but those are the bikes that if I was going to put one in my garage as a secondary bike, I already own one of them, uh, in the list that I gave you, uh, these are the bikes that I would probably pick. And this is what I would put into my realm. So if you're looking, you're thinking, just be real careful on who you listen to on YouTube or Facebook or fake book, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, don't get too, uh, don't get too involved to, into one person, you know, and especially if somebody's very biased about one thing, I don't sit there and try to push people on the KTM 690 Enduro R. Uh, I think it's a fantastic bike. Is it the best bike? Mm, for me, it is. For you, probably not. It could be the WR250R. I don't know. But I'm not going to sit there and sway you to get a KTM. That's for you to figure out, not for me to sit there and try to push you and brainwash you into riding KTM. If you want to ride KTM, ride KTM. You want to ride Honda, ride Honda. You want to ride Kawasaki, ride Kawasaki. I don't care at the end of the day. Just ride. <laughs> That's what it all boils down to. Just ride Go out, find some adventures, and make it yours. 
Because at the end of the day, you can listen to whoever you want to listen to. It's still you that has to ride the bike. I can't ride it for you. Your friend can't ride it for you. If you're not riding it, then you don't get the enjoy and satisfaction from it. Hey, for Radio 690 ABB, I'm Joe, your host. Thanks for stopping in. Thanks for being part of, of you know, our channel and, and what we do. And, and without all of you guys, we're it's it's really this is this is all for nothing. So, but I do appreciate you. I hope you guys have a fantastic Sunday. Be safe. Go ride. The weather is looking fantastic here in Dallas, Fort Worth. And uh, hopefully, um, if you're looking, this may help you out a little bit. And if you didn't find what you were looking for, 69080V at gmail.com. You can hit me up any time. I appreciate you. 690 out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.